I'm very happy to be with you today. My name is Magdala Ramirez, and it has been such a powerful time. Here it is with me, my beautiful daughter, Sristi, that she is a scientist. She works with quantum physics, and she has been studying the ways of the feminine for a very, very long time, that it is very, very related with all this mathematics that it is taking place right there. And here is my beautiful sister, Teddy Chapman. She is a star right there in the school that we have for a very, very long time. And we have been talking about the struggle and how does the struggle it is taking place inside of the people and how to be able to bridge that struggle. You see, in the system, Talking about this struggle is not allowed, especially if you are being a woman. If you're emotional, you're supposed not to say anything. And um, that has been a big deal when you want to bring forward your light, when you want to bring forward your wisdom, and then there is all these situations that you encounter in the system. It can be at, at your work. It can be at your family, it can be everywhere, and that struggle, you know, you just swallow it instead of understanding the incredible power that it is inside of you when you are facing it. Truly, to that vulnerability is where your strength is. So let's talk about it, Mijita and my Teddy. Tell me what you're feeling about. Well, I feel like it's not an everyday, every moment practice to acknowledge an emotional turmoil within yourself in every moment. And even just that part of acknowledgement, I feel like it's a struggle in itself because the moment people speak about it, usually there are reactions from people around you. And there is this thing in the system about, okay, well, let's make you feel good and or justify or, oh, you're, you're good. And there's this big sense of judgment inside of the self about emotions. So the minute and, and the good emotions versus bad emotions kind of a judgment. So you bring something forward and immediately you're judging yourself. That's the first step of the struggle. Then even with what you're saying, the people around you are judging you for saying those things in however they're perceiving. So their reactions of either justifying the emotions or denying the emotional struggle, denying how you're feeling because it makes them feel uncomfortable. I mean, there's all these things and dynamics that come about. And it, it, and it can come about, you know, in a, in a situation of in a classroom or any kind of a situation in a marketplace, but those things are not being said and just swallowed because in some way it's like it creates a weird feeling inside of the self. Absolutely, especially women in science, you know, mostly in, especially in this country, United States, there is all these men 
that you're dealing with and very, very few women. So at the moment that you begin to bring your truth, begin to bring your wisdom into the table, you know, men ignore you or tolerate you because you're a woman. It doesn't matter that you have and you're working in your PhD. They still do this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it happens to my other daughter, too. And uh, and she was telling them, you know, she's uh, aerospace engineering, too. And it coming to a point that it was people just ignoring her until she says, my vagina has nothing to do with it. And that was way too funny. But it make the men stop and actually listen. There is so much of these biases just because you're a woman in science. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I feel like those projections are very strong. And, it, and people don't realize that when they're doing it, even. Especially for people and men that have big issues with women. Oh, my gosh. And it doesn't... like it. It almost takes a shout from me for them to hear me. And yeah. I need to shout. And it sounds aggressive. And it sounds like yeah. I'm fighting. But at the same time, there are people in the room that just want to deny what's happening just right there in that dynamic. Yes. Because, because of their own don't you feel? I'm sorry. Don't you feel, Shristi, too, because they want to look, I mean, be, well, just in observance is like, Seeing that the like like men and not all men, of course, but seeing you is how you look on the outside. Are you attractive? Are you this? Are you that? And so it's like they're only going to that outside part and then ignoring all of that stuff that's within and that you know all the things that you are doing, which is just you know the same. I mean, not the same, but yeah, you're not you're not even competing. But in it seems like in that view that there's you know it that so the struggle whatever is happening within you're just I mean part of the struggle is just you trying to like hey here I am you know do you see me do you see me not just my woman like am I this am I that you know are you attractive whatever like do you I mean that seems to be part of the like a struggle just. Just even to be seen as like a person and not from that, you know. Yeah, because way. because on top of that, as a woman, then you have the color of the skin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like layers and layers of biases. Biases oh and the biases and the biases. But yeah, yeah but tell me about and, it. You know, well, what I realize is, you know, most people, when they look at women, especially men, they don't really see even a like forget about having a hope that they will see you for you because that's just not going to happen but what they're yeah. relating with is an experience about it in themselves and it's yeah. a constant projection of if they have a shitty relationship with their wife with their mother yeah. if they think they're all bitches everything gets projected onto you and it's the the part that is problematic is this rejection of acknowledgement of this dynamic yeah. that always happens. And and it's not just my experience, but there's so many women that have experienced uh -huh. this, like men will just talk over them as if they don't matter until, you know, it like you really need to shout and you need to just get into the point point, be like, this is 
what you're saying and this is not right. And then it's a fight. But it's so it's like it's like two. So you're like it two like there's at least two dimension, two different things happening at the same time here. You're just trying to put some information out, but you're having to fight this battle of this other whole thing going on. So that's one and two, and then if to express your your real emotion, who you really are, that's like a third dimension of it. So it's like having, you know, at least just those are just basic things. Those aren't even like, you know, like here I am in this moment, and I've gone through this, you know, say I went, I, something happened, say from whatever. You can those like that's so far back. You, I mean, to get that to the point where you can, you know, release. I mean, even like all these other battles seems like you're having to fight or to to just say, "Here I am. I'm just here. Can we have this little discussion about something that we're struggling about?" You know what I mean? That so that whole. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. What about family? Yeah, because that has been the thing too. Culture. And, okay, yeah. talk to me about it. And you know, like there is this big culture of pretendence and hiding the struggle. Like you ask somebody, "How are you doing?" Their immediate response is, "I'm good," or "I'm okay." Yeah. And you ask, "Okay, but really, how are you?" "I'm okay." And the okay, you can feel the emotional okay, and it's really not okay. But I think. It's been such a long lost practice. I mean, if I really see my own family and generations past, I mean, you know, it can be very dramatic, you know, because I'm from India and everyone can have big dramas. But at the <laughs> same time, it's also not direct and to the point when you ask them, how, how are you feeling? It comes out a big drama instead of direct into the point. And then sometimes it's hiding emotions that they feel ashamed about and it's not considered good and it's full of self-judgment and it's this hesitation to express it. And really that's a, something that, you know, I've had to learn to recognize, okay, this is the thing that I feel ashamed about. And from there... Really ask myself, why do I feel ashamed about this? Instead of hide the shame from myself or hide the guilt or whatever feelings that I deemed as dirty feelings or not. And really just get into the bottom of it and see what, what in me, in terms of what I believed or what somebody told me or it could be an experience, what is it that's been causing that emotional turmoil? But, you know, there's a big, big, big taboo in talking about experiences or traumas or emotional tur turmoils in that depth without expecting anyone to fix you. Like yeah. uh, facing your guilt, facing your shame, Lack of and, trust. And then seeing where do this shame is coming from. Yeah. You know, it's really an illusion. Yes, because it does get into that point. Yeah. How it was created in the first place. Yes, shame. You. Mm -hmm. you know, how it was, you know, most of the families, still the dynamics everywhere is very patriarchal. Mm -hmm. Very. And that patriarchal, it really installed in the people 
a lot, especially in women, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of low self-esteem to see this. So how are you going to bring your wisdom? Teddy, what are you feeling, my sister? So as so as you're, she was talking about the family dynamics and just these other dynamics, how, you know, we we're talking a little bit earlier and we're saying how we even talk to ourselves, you know, how do we um, have to, you know, of course, like the things to fight to get to say it on the outside, but first, like realizing it on the inside, how you know, what is happening and what, how these are these things that we've learned and taken in that they're not true. They're just, there's something that we, that we learned that a system was set up and then, you know, how, how we talk within ourselves, how do we, how do we get to those parts in ourselves and then how do we um, bring them out regardless of, you know, what, what's going on on the outside and so, you know, one of the things that I was, I've thought about, and I don't know, whatever, anyway, is that one, like something that happens, say, whatever problem it is, whatever issue it is, if we overcome it in ourselves, it's no longer an issue on the outside because we, we resolved it. So it's not like a, it's not like a struggle anymore because we actually overcame it. So that to me so then that's like the secret it's not the outside fixing being fixed it's not the person being fixed so they all accept what i say but if i get to re resolve it or overcome whatever struggle whatever it is then i'm okay with it so then i'm not i don't you know i can go on to something else or whatever and that's been like so amazing you know cuz so so much of the way that I think or whatever is like, oh, if this situation was different, if I could do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's not. It's me fixing it, you know, saying, working on that within our myself. But on a daily basis, seeing these struggle, and, and we talked about it before, is how, like, you know, for on the outside, you see that the ones that are struggling are the ones that are, you know, that they, it's like, well, you can get a GoFundMe if you're struggling and people will donate, that you can do this and people will feel sorry or whatever. So you're just keeping that thing alive by that rather than, you know, hey, we can go deep without having to struggle. So, we can actually go deep and have emotions of caring and stuff without having to ha be sick or be this or be that, you know. So I, I kind of want to go back to the moment of recognizing like what's not true because you know the truth is you know when I'm facing a strong emotion it doesn't feel good it feels like shit and it also doesn't in the beginning for the things that I felt shame or guilt or all kinds of emotions about it hasn't felt false in the beginning you see until right. I have gotten to a point in myself where I can fully acknowledge the emotions, but not just that, in some way, seeing the emotions without feeling ashamed of a struggle or without feeling ashamed of, um, or, or for feeling that way, somehow has yeah. given me an opening to uh, see the root 
of that emotion and then is this questioning that I do and that happens in myself like okay wait a minute if this came from someplace where did it come from and I think the questioning part is what I never did and no one taught me to do in myself because it was always just accept and accept what things come from the outside you see that's been the new thing emotion it's very very powerful because when you harvest your emotions, really, you use it as a stepping stone to go higher. Now we can say, you know, it builds character, mijita. <laughs> and this building character, it is very, very powerful because you're not there anymore. You're not afraid anymore. Because you face your shame, you face your guilt, you face whatever it was imposed on you by that patriarchal system. And you can feel the power when you actually overcome that emotion. So you're not slave of that emotion, and yet you're using the energy of that emotion to go into the next step. Yeah. What do you feel, both of you? So, yeah, that so that emotion as it's unlocked becomes, it's kind of like a, I always I think of emotion and how, like, uh, you know, how I kind of see society as more like a machine and that where the emotion is ignored. So it's almost like this machine running without anything. Like, it, the way it's portrayed, it seems like the machine runs, but it doesn't need anything. It doesn't need an engine or gas or whatever. But that's not, but the emotion is, to me, is, is the gas is the engine it's the meat of what makes the machine move but as it's been you know in the system that you know you just all the outside stuff happens and there's nothing i mean that's that's how the sense of it is to me that how could it you know how could a uh, vehicle or whatever it is run without the meat of it it can't run just because it has a exterior just because it's you know it can't it just sit there and so that's kind of how I think about, you know, the emotion, the meat of it. And so as we're not dealing with emotion, it's just stagnating. It's not, the machine is not really going anywhere. But, you know, I, I was actually, when Ma said that, what I've come to realize, it's, it's really at the core of it is a discernment between um, what's truth and what's not truth and comprehending you know, what I have learned, where does it come from, really? And mm -hmm. and comprehending also what I'm operating on is how is it, what is it doing to me? What is it bringing in me? And what is it creating in, in how I perceive everything and the relationships I have? Discover the lie, the wrong belief that you are operating with. Isn't it? Yeah. And how do you present it? By presenting a truth. A naked truth. Facing this vulnerability. You know, facing this part of yourself that it has been enslaving you for a very, very long time. And at the same time, once you face it and you present that truth, the lie will fall. What do you feel about that? I, I feel that because, you know, it's it feels for me, it's like a piece of information that I uncover about myself, that I've been 
acting upon, thinking upon, it's affecting how I'm being. And then suddenly, it's if I bring it in question and realize, oh, wait a minute, this makes no sense. It's like something, it's something that I can't unsee in myself anymore. It's something that I've acknowledged as part of my story without, you know, condemning myself as the system has been programming. And then in some way does bring forward because I find myself questioning, okay, well, if this is not it, then what is it? You know, <laughs> and that, that door is, has been very beautiful, you know, because you can't find that opening without going through that emotional vulnerability and living in that way. Yeah. So that's, I was thinking just the same thing, you know, about when you, uh, when you get to that truth and then you're like, what? Okay. So then what is it? And, and then you're, you know, you can go so many different ways with it. It's kind of like, which door is it now? Let's, I mean, cause big thing is that restriction that it's been, um, by not dealing with you know, once, once it starts to break apart, then it's like this whole exploration about, well, what is it then? You know, can you feel like you got through, you know, you're to the good part almost, you know, the, or the, where you can actually see something different. And then that brings out a whole new, you know, um, new thing. And, and I feel like by, by coming at, by us pursuing it that way, it's not, it's not because I sometimes things happen in the outside and push us to face it, which, which is usually not, nice is if we you know if we're pursuing it and we un, you know discover it then we're we're the ones deciding more than something from the outside pushing and pushing and you know having some you know really uh bad results sometimes a lot of crisis sometimes you know to try to get us look but if we're then it's like oh yeah okay then it's oh now we can see what's going on Yes, and uh, you see, it has been a big struggle in the school for the people to stop projections because you want to bring an original experience and you can't if you keep on putting it in the same box. And the part of the people that makes those projections and biases and, and uh, really understanding how they are projecting over and over again is because there are those emotions that they're not being resolved. Mm -hmm. And um, when we think about this and how do you're going to stop projecting and really actually see the people around you and connecting with your own self because you need to learn how to see truly your own being, your soul, your spirit you as an spirit and understanding this higher way of thinking without the projection that it makes you stay in the same dimension over and over and over again what do you think i think that's right on because the emotion and i think the lack of awareness of where you know we are inside of ourselves means we're not aware of emotions, we, means we're not aware of how we're thinking, how, what, 
we're inter how we're interacting with somebody and not even recognizing you know sometimes what we see in somebody it's not really them we're just seeing a, a part of ourselves something that we're not aware of and that's that's the part that needs to be caught because that's how you know you're seeing yourself and we're trained to see ourselves through all these biases and all these past experiences that the only thing you know you go in a mirror and you see yourself what do you see if all you can see is the past and all that that's how you're behaving with everyone else and then it's back into tanglement you need you in your life the only one that you need to reach is you when you are integrating all this emotional body and using it for the highest good of everyone it comes naturally it is something that it is always there inside of the people and these incredible abilities that you have it is not in the outside it is truly in the inside and it has been such a beautiful part of the divine feminine in how to bring that divinity into manifestation it is really recognizing and don't be afraid of your emotions you know your sensitivity it's way too beautiful and strong that is where it gets you directly into your original vibration that we have many many episodes talking about this because there is a part of you that recognizes this place inside of you what do you feel teddy well it, yeah because this whole thing about you know the projection has been it's been such a journey i mean it is such a journey to go through because um to to see something at, that's not just that you're relating to that's not just you know oh this happened and oh yeah this happened and then like you're just going in this big you know circle where where you don't and so in a way you're not ever experiencing anything different in that way because it's all about you like it, even though you're relating it still comes back around to you so that you know with that um working with the not projecting is just the most amazing thing because um <laughs> there's so many layers of it it's like wow <laughs> Yeah. And and that struggle, I mean, I, and so then I can see it with other people when, you know, as they're doing it and you and and so like the that emotion that's hooked to it, like that's, you know, like to feel bad for somebody else, you know, and then why do you feel bad for them? And then how do you help them or whatever? But it's when it as you as we're working with not projecting, it's more it's so much more clear rather than, you know, this big thing to where you're, it, it's still, it's, so it's not all about, it's not all about you, you know, that's, Absolutely. anyway, it's just brought such a yeah. cool thing. Yes, because really it's not about you. And, uh, and yet it is you through your original vibration, your code, your signature you know, that perception of reality and seeing beyond the things. One of the things that uh, we also in, 
have been talking about. Swisty has this incredible ability to write it down, absolutely everything. All our conversations, even the conversations that we have in the phone. It's very, very beautiful to see this. But she was reminding me one of the messages that we have in the sweat about love. And that purity of love and how is the frequency of love between the moments, between the instants, you know, because love is completely eternal. And when we begin to vibrate in that eternity that it is love, it's really between the moments. And uh, that was beautiful for me, listening to that one, that it actually come out from my mouth in one of the sweats and the ceremonies in some way or another, and understanding that all these situations and emotions and it does, you can feel it, the power of that emotion and use it as a stepping stone to see a higher truth and truly begin to see you and bring you in your life. Become one with this part of you that recognizes that divinity in you. And deal with it and say it. And maybe you need to shout it to <laughs> these people. Mostly is men. Mostly is white men, actually. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So true. <laughs> and you need to say, hey, you know, I'm here and I have my wisdom and I have my PhD. Now you listen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something, you know, that you deal with it every day and then it becomes the norm what it shouldn't be the norm. You know, people listening to each other without the biases because it's not about you. You know, people listening to yourself without projecting onto you also how you should be accordingly to a patriarchal system. Yeah, because that's inside of the self. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the that's system the, is yeah. in you. Yeah, it's like before even going and fighting in the outside, I think that's the thing that needs to be checked. So. Okay, um, more advice, Teddy, before we close this episode? Um, just that that I just feel like we're making progress, you know, that um, this work and through the school and the PPF, I mean, we're just, I just feel like we're really making progress in so many of these areas, and I'm just so grateful for both of you. Well, I just want to say because, you know, sometimes if you're struggling and you're in the same struggle over and over again, it's because you're not going deep enough to catch the truth that's creating the struggle. The moment. The yeah. instant. And, and, you, and that's where you kind of need to put attention. That's a pointer if you see it in a different manner. The other thing is the quicker I feel you can catch a truth inside of yourself, you know, without feeling afraid to see it the quicker you can overcome it. Absolutely. And um, it is very beautiful to see what is happening in the school. You know, with every single person, PPF means present, past, and future lesson that people has beginning to see beyond time in the spaces and be able to grasp from the future back. It's Learning those skills has been really a blessing for everyone. 
and recognizing those struggles too. Yeah. I want to mention too that we do have an app. You want to yes, talk about yes. it? Yes, because this is so beautiful. The name of the app is called Messages from the Great Mother, and it's available in Android and Apple. You just go in the App Store in your iPhones or Androids, and then you type in in search Messages from the Great Mother, and it's actually so beautiful because it sends uh, a message just in the beginning of every day, and it's so on point in where I am sometimes exactly what I need to hear in that day to inspire me or to help me connect or it's just the perfect synchronicity it's so magical oh yeah we were talking about um you know they were telling me people need to talk about this struggle ma and um that's why we create this and it was very beautiful because suddenly out of the blue you receive this message in the card it says in the vulnerability is where it resides your strength yeah that's so what it says. we were talking about don't create more resistance understand the flow and that flow it is in you and you are that divine order and you are connected and only depends on you you are welcome to register to the school and you can find more information in our website, magdalas.com. That is M-A-G-D-A-L-A-S.com. And I am so thankful for your work. Because we are giving birth to the new world. And this is very, very powerful times. I'm so grateful for you, my sister Teddy. In you, Mijita Chula, for all this work that you're doing, and for each one of you, Tlatzokomate, 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 I am you.